Well, hello and welcome to the Leadership Podcast with myself, Sim Dendy, and this is the last episode of our season where we've been partnering with Spring Harvest and meeting some of the key leaders of this year's Spring Harvest event. I'm joined by my friend and producer, Ed Perry, today. How are you doing, Ed? I'm doing well. Thank you, Sim. You've had some very interesting conversations in the last uh, month or so. Yeah, I mean, every person is, I mean, I think everyone's brilliant. There's so much to offer. And we've had some absolute gold the last few weeks. Um, I don't know what, what it was that you heard. I suppose we had those three different people who've spoken. So if you haven't heard those yet, you can go back and listen to those. But we had Chris Rogers, who's the chair of the Spring Harvest event. Uh, we had uh, Abby Guinness, who uh, is employed she's on staff and she runs. She's the director of Spring Harvest every year. And then we had Lucy Grimble, who's one of the worship leaders, what out of all those kind of conversations, Ed, resonated for you? What was the bit that you were like, you know, what made you laugh? What made you think, <laughs> didn't know that before? Uh, what well, did you find fascinating? I mean, top of top of my list was the just the image that Chris conjured as he told that story of witnessing dressed as a stormtrooper on the red carpet in Leicester Square. It's that like, you know, I just, uh, just amazing really to kind of, uh, yeah to hit home to have that opportunity that responsibility and, and and also just yeah that did make me laugh to think of a stormtrooper like ambling along and sharing the good news of, of Jesus with you know all and sundry as they turn up for a Star Wars film premiere yeah. um but uh yes perhaps on a more um more serious note I think I really it, it's been it has been um a real insight into you know how spring harvest all comes together i was so inspired to hear abby and how she spoke about how they had to respond to the pandemic you know two years ago about to run an event in person for thousands of people and how you know within five weeks they turned it around put it online and had hundreds of sessions online and um just the the collaboration and the team work together and the leadership like that was really strong in her message, wasn't it? That that sense of um, knowing knowing what you don't know really, or knowing when actually you uh, you need the support of a team and you need to just come together and uh, you can't do it all yourself. Um, I was I was super inspired by that. And I guess the thread that ran through all those conversations for me was around, as you've almost said, that that creativity and innovation. To, to try something new or different. I, I know Chris pretty well, and we've worked together on numerous activities and events, and he's such a creative individual. He must be a fascinating to have as your church leader. Because, I mean, for me, similar image to you about him dressed up as a Star Wars, you know, character, but going to Great Ormond Street and visiting children, I'm, I think half the kids would be like frightened and the other half would be like <laughs> over the moon. Um, but the idea of, you know, just doing that kind of stuff and i love the kind of the fun element of just let's just try some stuff yeah. you know of lucy's creativity and thinking creatively and, and asking really good questions of how we lead i i just think that's that's something we we can always i think anyone listening whatever we're leading and organizing and managing we can get stuck in a rut really easily we can become this is what we always do is how we always do things yeah. And it becomes routine, especially, I think, in the world of church, you tend to have a weekly service, a weekly gathering. So we just do what we did last week, but we add some extra bits. How do we get, how do we really innovate? How do we really create? Um, how do we come up with new ideas? 
How do we get stuck in our ways? How, okay, let's get practical on that. So how do we actually do that? Because uh, as you're speaking, I'm thinking, yeah, the weeks kind of roll past and work goes on and I do the same kind of phone calls all the time. And, you know, I think it probably happens to all of us. Suddenly we're nearly at the end of March now. We're recording that's a, third, a quarter of the year gone already. Um, how do we make sure that we do kind of make that space for creativity and innovation and just don't get sucked into the week by week, day by day? Um, how, how does that work for you, Sim? Well, that's a good question because I think, for me, the best way to innovate is I have to plan it in. I have to literally, which makes, which sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? I have to plan in my creativity. Mm. And what I mean by that, a friend of mine um, who hopefully one day will get on this podcast, he, um, he talks about disturbing the environment okay. and, he, and he likes it to, to shaking the bushes and seeing what falls out. He said, but if you don't ever do something that kind of almost um, is jarring, you know, that makes you think twice and to do something that kind of you find uncomfortable so to kind of go right let's plan in a day where instead of doing what i normally do i'm going to go and do something completely different and i'm going to go and try something and find a new way of you know walk i do my normal walk to the office but instead i'm going to try and walk a completely different way and find a new route and a new path or you know i'm going to go out for the day but I'm going to do something by myself rather than with, you know, I normally do. So I'm going to go, the classic was they used to talk about going bowling by yourself. Okay. And experience doing something you'd normally do in a group and do it by yourself and then see what comes out of that experience or, or go and sit with a group of people you've never met before. Just go up to a crowd of people sitting in a pub and say, can I come and join you? You oh, might get a punch me. in the face, but you might also get a whole new <laughs> conversation going. But 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 um, to almost plan in your disruption, I don't mean as in plan your day, but just say, right, I'm going to take a day out of my diary and I'm choosing to do something. Um, I remember talking to uh, Pete Gregg, the, the author about this. He talks about how find a day and do everything slower. And okay. he said, and, and uh, observe things you normally like normally you know if you're commuting to work say you're just getting on your train you're just getting on your bus you're just doing what you do every day but you never really watch you just you're just on a task so can you walk like you would with a toddler and walk slower and see things from a different angle and and that's quite a creative experience to do but Mm. i think you have to be quite disciplined to be creative actually you know, and Lucy was talking about that, wasn't she? Just, just talking about when she writes songs, she just has to plan it in and keep on writing. Because if you just yeah. hope that, you know, creativity will just land in your lap, you know, that writer's block, I think the worst thing you could probably do is sit at your keyboard and just hope something happens. I think yeah. you have to do something. There's a discipline to it, isn't there? There's, yeah. Um, yeah, like there's a discipline to everything, I suppose. Um, but we do have a tendency to just think, oh, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I've, like, like Lucy said, maybe I've just written my last song. I'd be annoyed if I had, but uh, if I don't try, then yeah. I'm definitely not going to write any more songs, right? So even when she felt like it, everything had totally dried up and there was no inspiration and, uh, you know, in the depths of a pandemic where she wasn't interacting with anyone else, just having that discipline to sit down and try and see what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, that that was that's a good lesson for all of us, I think. Uh, and and your your scheduling is a, is a good one. I, I need to 
I certainly need to take that on board. I would also resist the temptation to move my schedule around. Like <laughs> kind of keeping that time sacrosanct is an interesting one, is a difficult challenge as well, isn't it? It's yeah. like once you have scheduled it. Yeah, and I think we're just not very good at, I think when we see an empty space, and I die, I want to fill it with something. And 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 someone else said to me once about creativity, I think is really helpful, is to let yourself get bored, to get really bored. And the thing is now, I think one of our biggest problems with creativity is we can always pull our phone out and find something to do, whether you play Candy Crush, <laughs> whether you do emails, whether you watch a video, you know, whether you go on social media, you got access to whole games that you got so much stuff at that, your hand, your pocket. And you watch people on, on a train platform, everyone gets there, waits the train, pulls their phone out their pocket and does either admin or fun, whatever it is they're doing. But someone said to me, let yourself get bored to the point where your mind drifts mm. because actually it's really healthy. It's like, it's like the, the important pattern of sleep. Mm. When you get bored, what happens is some of the things that you've seen but never quite worked out why they all fit start to reconnect. And you start imagining possibilities. Mm. And, and I think the problem is we, we keep ourselves so busy. You know, downtime isn't really downtime. We stick on Netflix or yeah. we make food. And, you know, or we have to run an errand and take someone somewhere and do something or, and we end up filling our day with things. And I, I think back in the day, you see, you know, you'd, you'd work the land to make your food, but while you're working the land, doing that mundane job, your, your mind would wander and then you get creative ideas. And I think we haven't got space for creativity because we're so busy. Our head's always thinking, and there's always a dozen notifications and there's always mm. multiple ways of contacting you. So yeah, that would be one of my comments would be about yeah, let, letting the boredom reign. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I, I noticed that with my kids quite a lot actually. They, um, they, yeah, they 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 hate being bored. They hate not having things to 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 do. Whether it's a screen or whether it's yeah, you know, just uh, yeah. Again, through the pandemic, a lot of their school stuff has gone online. So now they have things which they do at school online things like busy things and which i'm sure a lot of parents will you know immediately that'll trigger painful memories for but um yeah now they're like you know they they sit and they plead can i do busy things can i do you know can we watch iplayer or whatever it is um and yeah just increasingly sometimes just pushing back and say no go and go and use your imagination if you haven't got any imagination wait until some comes kind of kind of thing that's um that's a discipline which they haven't learned at all yeah because yeah. of the nature of the last few years i suppose um and the other thing that it reminded me of uh, a book that we've talked about on this podcast before is um the ruthless elimination of hurry john mark comer and that that's I, I i kind of related a lot to what you said there again i kind of listened to it to listening to that reminded me of what he said in his book in terms of yeah just having those uh, you know even if it's a day or a weekend where you put down your phone and you know you have your chair <laughs> and sometimes it's actually okay just to sit there and you know wait and see what happens and you know if you're bored you well you know it's boredom but you know that's a healthy discipline as well okay, but and that's the thing i think we we tell ourselves the story that boredom is a waste of time Mm. I think, you know, it's almost like seen as laziness, but I would argue our biggest problem as a society is that we fill our time with meaningless stuff. So I think if we're doing quality work and quality activities and, you know, intentional 
activity that we've planned, designed, or we're being bored, they're not wastes of time. Mm. And obviously we've got various tasks to achieve those things. But I think what we tend to do is we fill our day with meaningless stuff. And I've been guilty of that. You ask my kids, I'll get like a little gaming app or something and I'll just, you know, start, it'll flick it on and they'll be trying to talk to me and I'll be busy trying to get to level 20, whatever it is. And, and two dots, two yeah, dots is my current uh, nemesis. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's not an uncommon story of, you know, what's the one you've got going on at the moment, but, but how do we learn to, to use our time better and to recognize that, you know, to doing something um, that's, that's fulfilling because it's actually nothing <laughs> because we don't really learn anything playing a game. I mean, yeah. I find it fascinating that, you know, when I was a child, my parents, refused to get us a tv we had no tv as a, as children but i don't look back on my child as being lesser for that mm. you know i think we were 11 or 12 when we got a tv because we got a spectrum 48k we must go down that road but that's why we got a tv <laughs> to go with our computer but it was like we engaged with the outdoor space and we made things did things created things lego was top of that list now it's easy to look back but i think the piece around creativity is coming through here in this conversation I think it's really important in our leadership that we must always stay creative and innovate and never get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like we said, deliberately plan. I love the comment that Abby made in that first interview where she talked about the um, importance of a spreadsheet. Yes. I've never her, heard that um, before. Yeah. Her secret never. weapon of spreadsheets. And, and I know all the accountants are cheering at this point because they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the idea of taking a complex problem and breaking it down into boxes is a brilliant idea. And I thought when she said that, I thought that was a gem we mustn't lose. Mm. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed as leaders and just feel like there's too much to do, not enough time to do it. Or even as parents or people managing homes or trying to, you know, work our way through a crisis or, you know, the, the, the present sort of crisis we're looking at you know, across Europe at the moment. And can we put some of that challenges we're facing and write them down, put them in boxes, take a little bit of sting out of the, sense of overwhelmed feeling um so i thought that was that was a gem from from abby uh, yeah that's that's right isn't it? it allows you to break it down and tackle one thing at a time rather than being overwhelmed i still get teased by my wife about our wedding day spreadsheet which i put together i was an events planner at the time you see so um yeah uh, but it helped and the wedding went very smoothly <laughs> so well, I think on that nugget of uh, leadership Wisdom. insight, maybe yeah. we should start to we should wrap this one up for, for, right. the, for the series. And so, yeah, this has been great, Ed. I've really enjoyed some of my conversations. I guess I'm I'm intrigued what we're going to do next. I'd love to hear from people if they got some thoughts of of angles we could take. I've had a couple of people message me on LinkedIn directly about things we could do. But uh, yeah, do get in touch. Uh, you can go to our website uh, www.leadership um leadership podcast um dot uk that's right isn't it make sure you get the right address and come and get in touch with us we're on facebook social media we'd love to hear from you any last words ed before we wrap up this leadership lesson my most inspiring moment from this this series was just that exhortation to realize how little we do know and that's what this uh, this podcast is 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 all about really sharing insights so that we can all learn from each other and um and and have that humility to know hey you know we we actually know very little in the grand scheme of things and knowing about other people's experiences so um thank you for those those interviews that you've done i'm really looking forward to to the next series 
Thanks, Ed. Well, Spring Harvest has come up thick and fast. If you want to go along for that, I'm sure they'd love to have you sign up on their website, springharvest.org, and you can sign up and join all the fun. We're very grateful to partner with organizations. As Ed has said, we want to work together to help leaders get better because we know that when the leader gets better, everybody wins. 